you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Mike Filipkowski. And for the first time on this channel, for the first, very first time, we are covering my favorite sporting event, the World Cup. I think I'm very excited. I mean, this is going to be one of the best times to be alive. It's going to be the best, one of the best times to own a television. Um, there are so many storylines that we're going to go through today. I've brought, I have one of my, a new guest, an esteemed guest, Greg War Marceau is joining me here today. Yeah, He's going to be talking uh, about the teams, talking about I'm groups. Thank you. Yeah. We're talking about groups A, B, C, and D. I have another guest. He'll be talking about groups. The other ones, E, F, G, and H, because um, there's a lot to talk about. So I want to split it up into two episodes. What we're going to do is we're going to try, we're going to try to go through each team as in-depth as we can. Obviously, you know, some teams I know less about, some teams I know more about. Um, we're going to try to pick our group winners, our favorites to win all, kind of where we think each team is going to end up. Um, games to watch, like specific teams that are going to play each other that would be interesting to watch. Um, and all that good stuff. So, Gregoire, you, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm ready to get into it. Uh, these are my favorite groups, actually, because I feel like, you know, coming from France and all that, there's, there's quite a lot to unpack, especially yeah. with uh, the group uh, B and D. There, there, there is just there's there's a lot there's a lot that's happening. So let's start first. We're gonna start with Group A. We're gonna start with the host country, Qatar. Um, I honestly I don't know a lot about this team. Um, I think they're somewhere. I think they're around forty in the in the in the in the standings for teams in the world. Um, I don't recognize a lot of the players. Um, looking at their starting lineup, um, but. In the past, host country teams have performed very well, generally speaking, in the World Cup. Um, obviously, in 2018, I think Russia, they, they they made it obviously past the group stage. I don't know if they ended up winning a, a knockout stage round, but they had a pretty good performance. Obviously, Brazil in 2014 had a very good performance. So there is kind of a history for teams that host to, to have a good showing. Typically, Group A is usually one of the, the less – competitive groups um i definitely can see that happening this year but i don't know a lot about this team and it's just, it's hard for me to kind of judge where they're gonna be i guess is the best way to put it um any thoughts yeah. on qatar yeah michael I, I agree with you i think uh qatar gonna definitely have that home home field advantage um but then again i don't think qatar is a very 
prideful country and i say that like i'm not saying dissing them but i'm saying like i don't think there are many, there's gonna be many like diehard guitar fans right no i definitely agree with that yeah yeah like russia like they showed up you know and it was it was impressive they um, did they did really show up um i you know it's hard to say because i think that again you know just because i don't know a lot of the players doesn't mean they're not they're not good but it, it's it's hard like I, I follow soccer quite a bit so i you know, generally, when you know players, that generally means that's generally that's generally a good thing. Um, so it's definitely it's definitely going to be interesting. I'll, I'll say that um, to see yeah, how I mean, they it, perform. It can go either way. They're in a, they, they are in though in, in quite a difficult group. Though, I would say. I mean, may I don't know. I mean, we'll get to the other teams. I mean, I feel like they can grab a couple. I can grab at least a win and a draw. So let's move on to Ecuador, um, a team that. You know, in in the past, they're, they're, they're a decent performing team. They've never been super strong, but they do have some talented players on the team. Um, and I think, like, again, this is one of those teams that you look at, and I, I think that they can potentially finish second in the group. I don't think that they're going to finish first, but I think that they have a chance. I think that the game against Senegal, Ecuador or Senegal, is going to be the biggest game of this group. Um, to determine who kind of finishes second. Um, what, what yeah, What's your I take? Think, I think Ecuador is finishing last in the group. Um, yeah, they, they don't play well. Like, they're, they're most, like, if I, just looking at their past results, they just, you know, they tied Saudi Arabia, tied Japan, beat Cavallo by one goal, tied Mexico. Like, they're not phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, Netherlands, obviously, are going to go first. Um but then the second place spot, like you were talking about, between Senegal, and I think Senegal are just a superior team. Yeah, and so, yeah, go on, keep I going, Qatar keep going. Gonna, I think Qatar going to beat them, actually. I think Qatar will come in third. Yeah, it's possible. Ecuador is sitting in, you know, they're 44th in terms of ranking, in terms of uh, on, on, on FIFA's international ranking. So that's, again, about the same amount, or the same level as, as Qatar. I mean, I, again... It's kind of hard to tell. They do have, you know, some talent on this team, but I don't know. I generally think, again, you you are right. This is generally a pretty weak group overall. Um, and and to to be honest, I feel like this next team. I think when we talk about Senegal, I think this is one of those teams that, as Sadio Mane goes, this team goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like this team is good. The Senegal team's good. I think the good. Senegal team is actually extremely underrated. I think when you yeah, look at the group, 100%. um, obviously in goal they have Edouard Mendy, who I think I mean, recently he hasn't been getting the starts with Chelsea, but I, I still think he's an incredibly talented goalkeeper, and I think that's also because you look at the way that Kepa's played recently and it's been out of this world. So you're gonna ride the hot hand in terms of goal, but Mendy's been Mendy's been extremely good in the past. Obviously, this team, they I believe they won the African Cup of Nations. So this team has, you know, won very recently, a lot of a lot of games very recently. Um, I think the star of their defense, Kaladu Kulalabi, I mean, he's such a talented defender. I know he hasn't, again, played that same way with Chelsea this year. But if you look at what he can do defensively, I think he's a big, big defender, and he's going to be hard for teams to get around. Um and then yeah, and they have Suse. Suse is very good, but they just have a very good team, like overall. You know, what I mean, they have a very right. good atmosphere, 
team chemistry, and that's what that's, uh, that's what's so di- uh, so important and what's so different. And, and I feel like their strikers, like you look at the strikers on this team, you have Islami Asar, Sadio Mane, Bamba Diang, like. Those guys, like they're all those guys. Those three guys are pretty talented strikers for for a team that you know overall. I think is very good. I think that's probably their strength of the team, though. I think as Mane goes again, this team will go. If he's kind of leading the charge and he's playing really good football um, in Qatar, I feel like this team is going to find a lot of success yeah. because no, yeah, of course they have they have talent, and if Mane can kind of get that talent going and kind of win certain matchups and and those other guys can find those spots. I think the Senegal team, to be honest with you, I feel like they finish with two wins and maybe another win and possibly a draw. Um this team is really good. And I feel like they're they're kind of one of those I think they're an underdog definitely in these first four groups. And I think you could see them potentially not only make it to the knockout stage, but depending on who they play, they could end up winning another game. Um I don't think they're yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if they're at that level yet to kind of extend yeah, beyond have, that. They have, very, they have a very good team. And their center right. mid, uh, Goye, he, he's exceptional. Right. They're just, they're just very good players, you know what I mean? And they have a good atmosphere. They're a good team. They they are used to winning, you know, they know how to win. Right. And they don't work individually. You know, like this is the thing I'll talk about Portugal over and over, but they, they're a very individualistic team. Whereas here Senegal's very group Yeah, and, and I feel like when you get to the World Cup, when you're playing with a lot of players you haven't necessarily built that relationship with um, on on the pitch as much, maybe. I feel like a team, teams that play as a team, like you look at Germany in the past, like they're literally yeah, the, exactly. like the definition of a team playing a team sport. Like well, that. A better example, a better example was Iceland. The only reason Iceland went so far is right. because they played as a team. Right. So yeah. I. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And, like, you look at France in 2018, Germany in 2014, Spain yeah. in 2010. Like, teams that play together and not individually are the teams that find the most success. So, I think that that's something that really goes well for Senegal. They have the talent in some areas. I feel like in the midfield, that's probably where they might be weakest. Um, and, and, you know, they, they're going to have to be able to to play against teams with strong midfields. And I feel like that's why I might have the Netherlands finishing just above them in this in this, uh, in this this group. Because yeah. I think it when you have – It could go either way. I think it could go either way. But I, I think the guy that I'm looking at, the two guys I'm looking at to kind of change that game, specifically Netherlands versus Senegal, I'm looking at Frankie DeJong and Giorgio Winholm. Like, those are the two guys who I think when these two teams play, if they're having a good day and they're doing what they need to do, the Netherlands are going to come out on top. If they're Depay, not able Depay. to – I think Depay is super underrated. He, he's very, very good, uh, especially for the national team. He's just exceptional. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Netherlands top to bottom, I, I think that their defense is – I think it's very good. you got Matisse de Ligt. You have Virgil van Dijk. And you have Denzel Dumfries, Stefan De Verge. Um, and then uh, in the attacking threat, you obviously have Memphis Depay and, and, and Steven Bergwijn. So you have players at all three levels of the pitch who can really get it done. Now, their goalkeepers are a little bit more untested. Justin Billow, uh, I mean, he's a fairly new player to the national team. I think that's going to be interesting to see how they play him. But I feel like this Netherlands team 
is one of those teams that can go far. I think they're they're going to finish the group as the winner. Um, I just feel like they're a little bit more well-rounded than Senegal, and I feel like they got they got a few stars in this team who are going to break out. Yeah, I mean, here's I think um, points wise, I think the Netherlands will win three games and t- uh, will win all three games, or they might tie against Senegal. Right, because they, you know, it's because um, don't they play each. Each team once. Or they only play each team once, so it, it's it's a it's a fairly condensed tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna play each team once, and then you know three, two, like however many points. I could see the Netherlands tying um, Senegal in, in that game, but I still feel like the Netherlands is gonna score more goals and let up fewer goals. So I yeah. feel like they're gonna finish atop this group. Um, in terms of points. Um, That's really unforgiving, though, because if you only play three matches in the group stage, it really comes down to each and every match. Right, you know, like it, and, and that's what makes the World Cup so electric, though. Like, any team can can have a couple good games. Like, it's so momentum-based. It's so how you come out and how you play. Like, teams yeah. in the past, so many teams have fallen flat. You know, I don't know if the Netherlands are going to do that, but, but I, I really do see them as one of the stronger teams in this group. I don't feel like you have any teams in this group who are going to go and win the World Cup, though. I feel like we have a lot of teams yeah, who yeah. are... The Netherlands are serious contenders for a round of six... Uh, not even a round of uh, this, the quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. they can make it fast. But um, the whole thing is, we don't know what the brackets would be after, do we? Because... I mean, I know, I, I know what happens generally is you have... Every team that won a division plays every team that came in second. Second, yeah. But I don't know how it. I don't know if there's any. I, like I, what side? What side do they go on? We don't know that. Yeah, yet. I think it's probably determined by points. So in division, you know how well you performed and stuff like that in yeah. group. So I mean, it depends on who the Netherlands get. I think they're a strong team. I do want to see how they come out and play though. Again, it's how you come out. It's how you mesh together as a team. But I do feel like this team. If they don't make it to the knockout stage, I feel like it's a complete disaster. I mean, in this group, I feel like the Netherlands, they have to make it to the knockout stage or, or it's, a, it's, a, it's a failure. I think if they don't, it's a huge blunder. Yeah, and I think as well, it's, it's just like it, that group isn't as um, – it, it isn't as – uh, as close as some of the other groups. Right. I mean? it's, I think overall you probably have the weakest group. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at the other groups that they're 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 jam packed. Each one of these teams is is incredibly talented, and and while you know other teams are more talented, it's still you know it's still going to be tough, tough, tough matches to win, tough matches yeah. to lose. So, um, so points wise, what, what do you give it, Michael? What do you, what do you think uh, the points will be? I I feel like. Um, it's, it's tough to say. I feel like the Netherlands, I'm going to go nine, six, and I don't know, one, one, maybe I feel like you're probably Ecuador, Qatar, might tie. So that's, I think my rundown Netherlands gets nine, uh, Senegal gets six and maybe a split between. Yeah. But but again, upsets happen all the time. Exactly. Like all it takes is for Qatar to beat Senegal, and then the whole thing is the whole Senegal. thing changes. So it, it's a completely different game, um, and that's what makes the World Cup so enjoyable to watch. You have these 
these teams that just, you know, miracle runs that just, it's just a beauty to see. That's why we love it. That's why we wait four years for it. All right. Group B, let's talk about them. Let's talk about England first. I think if there's any team that has suffered the most right before the World Cup, I know. I know. It has been England. Um, just so many players have gone down. It looks like I just saw the other day. It looks like Reese James is going to be able to play in the World Cup. He was injured. Um, now he's not. Is but I thought I read him being out. I think he may be. I know Ben Shilwell. I know. I don't know if he was on the roster, but I know he's out. Um, it, it's just it's crazy stuff that's happened. I mean, who was the other? Who's the other guy for England who just got ruled out? I forget who it was. Um, but I, I, I think that's what I really dislike about this midseason World Cup. You just have so many players getting it's injured. It's, it's, it really sucks, especially when you look at England and France. Those two teams, like, there's so many so many players that he would love to have seen play, you know? Talking about Conte, Varane, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so Chilwell, Saka, Reese James, Walker, Phillips. Like, a lot of the star players for England, a lot of the players who, you know, could make a, a big difference, either got injured and won't play or were injured right before. I mean, you have a guy like Pablo, Diab Pablo Diabla for Argentina who was recently injured. It, it, it's not... This is why we don't want to have a mid-season World Cup because you have all these players who are going to be missing it because they have club commitments, which is you know. Yeah, he yeah he was injured. I I think he's going to be fine for the World Cup, but he he was he's been injured for a little while now. So, it's 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 definitely something that's on a lot of people's minds right now. Oh yeah, they think he's going to return. Yeah, but they're not sure. Yeah, I, that's a shame. You know it's. This is why the World Cup needs to be in the summer. You right. You need players time to recover. You need, you know what I mean? And also, so we can all watch it. Like, we all want to be able to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, speaking of which, let me read off some of the times for the games. Just look at, let me let me read you these times. Just tell me what you think. Ready? The first game is at 11 in the morning. Ugh. The second game is at 8 a.m. The next game is at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 a.m., 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m. There's no evening games. I the know. And, well, I, and they stuck the messy game. They suck. They suck an Argentina game at five a.m. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to watch that. Oh, game. what do you mean we're not gonna be able to watch that? I'm getting up at five a.m. to watch that game. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, man. Are you telling me you're not? Listen, this is this could be Messi's final games in an Argentina shirt. I'm gonna be up for that game. True. Like, yeah, I, I'll probably wake up. Yeah. I feel like That's you have I to. I would say, like, imagine how hard it's gonna be if you live in uh, California. Because if you live in Cali, oh my god, if you're in Cali, this is like you're gonna have to. It's like you're just not gonna go to bed. It's just gonna be like, listen, I'm just gonna stay up pulling all nighter uh, to watch Messi. Yeah, like, I wonder with uh, with daylight savings, is this gonna be pushed? Is this six a.m.? Ooh, I, I hope you're right, man. I I I, I sincerely hope you're right. While Greg War is looking that up, let's talk about England. Um, I think the favorites to win this group. I mean, there's talent all around this roster. Let's start off at the defensive. You have obviously Trent Alexander Arnold, an extreme attacking threat. Connor Cody, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, John Stones, um, and if obviously Kyle Walker plays, then at midfield, Jude Bellingham, Jack Relish, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, and in the attacking of Phil Foden, Harry Kane, Saka, and Raheem Sterling. Um, just this team is dangerous, man. From top to bottom, this team is dangerous. I think 
You have one of the best midfields. You have Declan Rice, Mason Mount, Jordan Henderson, Jack Grealish. I know Jack Grealish hasn't been performing super well lately, but no doubt he's a talent. You have Harry Kane, one of the best strikers in the world. Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling alongside him. I think that that might be one of the best striking combinations. One of the best striking combinations in the world for sure. I think where this team is probably weakest right now is at de- at at defense with Reese yeah, James struggle, yeah. coming off an injury, Harry Maguire being Harry Maguire, I, Luke Shaw, Kyle Walker. I feel like there's maybe some more untested names in this bunch. Um, I feel like that's where if this team is gonna struggle, it's gonna be there. Well, look, this team's just really good. It's just a very good team, and it's hard to criticize when it's so good. And right. then it just comes down to the minute details. You know, it's like France in 2018. Right. It's it's like they, they, they could be like even even England on a bad day will be practically every team. Right. Be, you know, and it's just like, – uh, Yeah, I mean, they have a great goalie, Jordan Pickford. It's just whether this team can do the little things that they haven't done so far to, to, to make it the distance, right? Obviously, in 2018 – they lost to Croatia, who went on to lose to France. Um, this team suffered a lot of disappointment. They lost to Italy in the Euro finals just a little while ago. Um, so, do you know the similarities people have been, uh, the similarities that people have been bringing about how um, France lost in the final of the Euros in 2016? Well, the and, team that uh, uses and loses in the Euros then should go on to win in the next World Cup. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I mean, England definitely has a very good team. I think that the expectations are high. I feel like they have a team to do it. It's just whether they can execute on those small details. It's, it's you know, I, I feel like we'll be able to know. I mean, this group is tough. I think you have three teams in this group who are all good teams. I think this is group B is, I think, underrated, one of the harder teams in groups A, B, C, and D. Um I feel like there are teams in this group who just uh, on any given day can come out strong. Um, I feel like with England, it's about being unselfish. It's about like taking it as a team. Um, and, and I feel like they'll be able to do that. How far they can go, I don't know. But the expectation is definitely to get to the finals and win it this year. I feel like there can yeah. be no other expectation. They, they just have so much expectations that I – they have so many expectations that I feel like they could actually at the same time also struggle a lot. Especially in the right. round of 16. I think they're making me out of the group stage, but I think they might lose in the round of 16. If they don't lose in the round of 16, I think they're going all the way to the final. I don't think they're going to win it. I think they're going to lose in the final. But I think they could beat teams like Portugal. I think they could beat potentially France, but I think they'd lose teams like Brazil or Argentina. Yeah, I mean, England's definitely a good team, but they're, they're definitely – a younger team in certain aspects. I mean, outside of a few players, maybe your Harry Maguire's or Jordan Henderson's, uh, if Kyle Walker ends up playing, um, their defense is fairly experienced. But and Raheem Sterling, they got a lot of young young midfielders: Mason Mount, Phillips, Declan Rice, Jack Grealish, uh, Phil Foden at, in in soccer at the attack. So it's going to be an interesting yeah. interesting to see how this team meshes up. One of one of the arguments that I like to bring up is that. I feel like a lot of those players on the England team, on the England team especially, they don't tend to struggle a lot in a year to year on a year to year basis. Right. right. A lot of them play for top Premier League clubs. I don't think they really have much struggle. They play with the best players in the world. They have the best coaches, the best facilities, the best you know, the best everything. 
And that's why a lot of English teams actually struggle in the Champions League. Right. Um, and so I feel like they could actually at the same time come out and be not used to the pressure. And I think the Euros, they showed in the Euros, they were good, not good under pressure. But mm-hmm. when it really came down to it, they didn't get it done. So I don't know. It could go both ways for sure. All right. Let's talk about Iran next. I think Iran is one of the most underrated teams. Yes. Agreed. Um, you look at them, they're 20th in the FIFA World Rankings. Um, and I feel like, again, like you have the United States and Wales in this group. This is going to be a tough fight for first and Very for second. Um, there's no easy matchup in this group. Um, and I feel like if you, you know, speaking as a fan of the U.S., obviously, you know, when you're facing Iran, Wales and England, I mean, those are three tough matchups. Those are three teams that you say, like, if you lose all three of those games, it's very possible. Um, yeah, and it's it's also the whole thing is I believe that the the teams could all lose to England. I think England's going to win all three matches, or they might tie against the U.S. or one of those teams. But realistically, they're all going to be struggling and fighting for second place. I agree. Every match matters so much. Say if if the U.S. loses to Wales, right? You might think of it as oh the U.S. didn't score three points, but instead you got to think of it as Wales scored three points. Right. If Wales scored three points, they're ahead of you by three points. And to make up the deficit, you need them to lose the next game and you need to win your next game and have a higher goal differential to qualify. So it's going to be really tricky. I think it will come down to goal differential. Yeah, um, but Iran's a super underrated team. I feel like they're definitely a dark horse for me to, to come out of this group. I feel like a lot of people are talking about these three other teams and they're kind of glossing over Iran just because a lot of these players may not play in the Prem. Um, but they're, they're a very experienced team. Look at the the years these guys kind of entered. Uh, national team play. These guys have been playing for a very, very long time, most of them. So they're experienced. They know what they're doing. They've been here before. Um, they're at, you know, they're 20th again. That's one of their highest rankings of all time. Um, I feel like one of the other things that we may not – talk about as much as this kind of time zone differential for Iran's definitely not going to be as great, right? They're, they're very close to Qatar. So it's not going to be any sort of sleep deferation or jet lag for them. Um, there's, yeah. they're, they're not going to have to overcome that, which I think is something that maybe a lot of people aren't talking about a very united team. I think a very experienced team. And a, a, again, a team that could finish I easily with like, I, I could see them with five or six points in this division. Um, well, I don't know about five, obviously, but I could see them with quite a few points in this division. Um, I mean, they, they could definitely come out and, and, and score a win against the U.S., against Wales. I feel like they definitely could potentially beat England on a good day and maybe, you know, get a tie. I mean, I feel like they, this team, they, they could come out and they could they could be dangerous. Yeah, I think they, they, they don't – when you – look at them right the team um no players are standout players mm-hmm. but they work again like we were talking about as a team and that's going to come it's going to come down to that you know it's going to come down to a few other factors too but they're really going to stand a chance and it's going to be tough for the u.s to to crack the win but i think uh the u.s will actually beat them i think the the u.s will beat them yeah uh, i don't think i think they'll be comfortable i think they'll beat them comfortably but I, but I also think, you know, it could go both ways. But, you know, I'd predict like a 2-0 win for the U.S. over Iran. All right. Speaking of the U.S., we're going to talk about them next. Unfortunately, we're just bumping up against a break. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome back. All right. The United States. I think when we talk about the U.S. and the World Cup, 
Obviously, we can't go back to 2018 because we didn't make it. But we go back to 2014, and the run that the U.S. went on in that tournament was insane. And I feel like the one thing that the United States has going for them is I feel like there's just so there's a lot of support for the U.S. men's national team. There's a lot of hope, and there's just this. I think the U.S. out of all the teams has this one unique thing where there's just this internal belief of just we can get it done. And it just happens so much. I mean, I just feel like the U.S. they're all they're an under they're always an underdog in in, in the sport of soccer, but no other tournament are they more of an underdog than in this one. Not because of not that they're a good team. I just feel like because we're not seen as a nation that plays soccer, but I feel like this is the best men's national team maybe ever. Um, yeah, I, I, they've got the talent. They've got the players. It's just can they execute? And I and I feel like they're gonna come out of this group as the second place uh, and, and make that knockout stage. Yeah, I mean, I think the U.S. is very good, right? They have a good team. They've just been very consistent. Even recently, in the matches they play, they you know they tie. They often tie. They don't really have these blowout wins that we see from other teams. But I actually really am rooting for the U.S. I think it'd be very good for the United States and soccer in general for more U.S. involvement. Um, Absolutely. The U.S. brings a lot of money, you know, and if there's more money in the sport, the sport becomes better. And that's the whole thing. It's like if the U.S. does really well in this World Cup, soccer becomes more talked about. More people play soccer in the U.S. does all that. And, you know, I don't think the U.S. will go all the way. I don't think they're going to make it to the round, uh, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. But I think they'll go out of the group. I think I think they'll come in second. Yep. But I really hope that in the coming years, especially in 2026, I think they're going to have a really great year. But I really hope that they start putting more, uh, you know, not effort, but I think they just start getting better and better. And I think it's, it's only up from here uh, for the U.S. And that's really, it's really good to see. And, you know, regardless of the outcome, I just hope they put on the show um, because that's what America is all about. America is often about, you know, putting on a show. And if you put on a good show for everybody, yeah, we're going to look at all these players. We're going to respect soccer more. And it's a shame that we don't play more soccer in the U.S. So it's a shame that yeah. soccer is not as talked about. But I, but I think it's definitely growing. I think this this tournament, if the U.S. performs well, I think you'll see an explosion across the U.S. of kids playing soccer. Because exactly. people watch this tournament, and, and it's, just, it's just something that happens. Now, let's talk about the team. I think the strength of this team, for me – I mean, you look at who they've got at the striker. Timothy Way, Giovanni Reina, Christian Pulisic, Ricardo Pepe, Jesus Ferraria. This team has a very good striking core. And Christian Pulisic, when he steps out onto the stage in that men's national team's jersey, he is a different player. He truly is Captain America out there. And I think that... He is going to have a World Cup to remember. I feel like he's going to score. I'm going to have him at at least two goals and at least an assist in those first three games. I feel like he's. I think the team's got to. They're going to come out cracking. They're coming out scoring. Um, I think the most underrated team for underrated player for this team is Brendan Aronson. He's been stellar. I think so far for Leeds United this year. Um. I feel like if he shows up to this World Cup, I feel like he definitely can be a starter. If he shows up to this World Cup, he A, can make a name for himself, and I think he can project this national team 
to new heights. I think that they've got a, a lockdown goalkeeper. I think the most underrated goaltender in the entire World Cup this year, Matt Turner. No one's talking about him. 100%. He's super underrated. He's so good. I think he's the most underrated goaltender in the World Cup this year. I feel like he's definitely going to keep a lot of a lot of shots for, that should go in out of net. Um, I think Walker Zimmerman is a stellar uh, – uh, like I think he plays right back or left back. He's awesome. Um I think the defense outside of Sergio Des, again, maybe a little bit wavery, but Weston McKen- McKenney, I don't know if he's playing actually. I feel I know he just had some injury thing. Um, what, what's your take on them, Gregoire, though? Yeah, I think the team's very good. Um, I think they all are very diverse. You know, a lot of other teams, the people come from similar backgrounds, they have similar stories. And I think, and when I talk about that, I think specifically of Brazil. I think of how these players kind of all grew up, you know, in similar areas, they have similar stories. And I think the U.S. is a team where, you know, there's a lot of people from different backgrounds. And a lot of them actually aren't necessarily from the U.S. You know, they, they grew up um, outside and they went, they went to Europe. What so? And I think... You know, they have that diversity. They have that diversity of play, too. They don't all... You know how most teams there have very much of a style? I think the U.S. is a mix. It's a very good blend. And I think, yeah, Pulisic is very good. But I do think that, you know, since he's American, we like to talk him up. But he's still <laughs> very, very good. Um, I think we mentioned Dest. Dest is, uh, is incredibly good. Um, and, you know, I think it will all come down to if the U.S. have it in them to really... Fight away, and we'll see. We'll see. This sure. team gels, though, don't they? They gel in a way that I feel like they only can. The U.S. when they get to this tournament in the past, they've always just they've like the goals that they've scored. When you when you talk about Josie Altador or or the famous goals that they've scored to to like last we're talking last minute goals to beat Ghana, like. It's only the stuff of, of dreams, and, and that's what makes this tournament the greatest tournament. I'll say this many more times, the greatest tournament in the world. There's nothing yeah. better than it, um, and, and the vibes every single year are just immaculate. So, the U.S., I've got high hopes. I'm excited to watch them play. Second. I think they'll come second. Yeah. But their team is just so young. They have one of the lowest average ages. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're so young. Even Pulisic, he's 24, you know? That's I know. I know. He's 19. Like, they've got three or four, you know, they got three more World Cups than them. You know, and I think coming in the future, they're going to be very I know, I know. And I think their biggest, I think that their biggest competitor for that second place is this Wales team. Um, Yeah, that Wales team's good. The Wales team, I think they're underrated. They've got two stars. They're two stars for me, Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey. Um... I feel like Gareth Bale, you just you got to figure him out. I mean, he's such a tough player to contend with. Obviously, he's playing in the MLS. I haven't seen anything about him, but I assume he's just absolutely raking in the goals. Um, he's playing for LAFC. He's got two goals, actually, only in in the MLS so far this season. But he's, I mean, he's Gareth Bale. When he puts on that Wales national team jersey, he is a different player. Um, yeah, he's not going out with everything. He, he's going to give it his all. This is his final. This is his final show, I think. Um, and I would say the same for Aaron Ramsey as well. Although every time Aaron Ramsey scores a goal, I believe someone dies. So I feel like there's some weird thing that goes on with that. But it, it, it's likely these guys' last chance. Um, yeah. Ramsey's 31. Um, so next World Cup, he's going to be what 35. I mean, that's a stretch. And 
and Gareth Bale's 33, so he'll be 37 by the time the next one rolls around. It's just, it's hard to see that happening. Um, yeah, they have the power of experience, not of youth. Very experienced team. Their midfield, I mean, you got Jonathan Williams, Harry Wilson, um, Joe Allen. I mean, these guys have been playing forever. Their their defense, I think, is a little bit better. I think their defense may actually be one of their strong points. Um I just feel like if Gareth Bale is the Gareth Bale that we know, this team might – I mean, I, I I feel like this team definitely has a shot at even winning this this group. I don't know if they will, but – That's a bold prediction. A listen, bold prediction. I, I feel like if there's any team that's going to take down – I mean, I feel like actually all three teams – Iran. I feel like all three of these teams – I feel like all three of these teams have a shot at taking down England. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I England, feel like these England teams are all know. built in different ways, and I feel like they all have a shot at, at, at beating England. I mean, yeah. they're just they're good teams. Every year, one massive team gets knocked out in the group stages, and I think it'll. I think it could come down to England. You know what I mean? I think they're just going to be. They could. They could fall. And that that England U.S. match, I think, will be might might be one of the craziest. Um, yeah. match matches in 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 the in, tournament this year. In the, yeah, in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, sure. it's it's gonna be ridiculous. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just it's gonna be crazy. I think um, Iran have that potential to really come out and surprise. I think Wales are just consistent. You see, in the Nations League, they only lost by one goal to like I know. every single team, every I, team. And and that match versus Ukraine, like that was a crazy match that they won. So I feel like. This team fought their way through. They've earned their way through. They're a dangerous team, and they're playing. They're playing for it all. Yeah, for sure. All right, Group uh, so C. Yes. My favorite to win this year's World Cup, folks. Argentina. My my pick. My pick. It's just it's too perfect. Lionel Messi. I think we're gonna see a Messi that we maybe have never seen. First off. He's been on an absolute tear for PSG recently. He's been playing so well. He, yeah. he has been playing arguably the best football he has played in a long time. He looks, when you watch him play out there, obviously he's doing things that he's never been able, ne- ne- never done really in, in so long. I think having Neymar by his side is just something that helps him out so much. Um you yeah, look at it. They're gonna they're gonna win all three games. They're gonna move forward, and I think well, really, really I hope, I hope, I hope. I think again, the I, I think what's gonna help Messi out so much this year that he hasn't had in a while. I think there are two players that I think I look at that are gonna project this Argentina team to greater heights. I got Laturo Martinez and Angel Di Maria. You looked at the way that they played in oh, what was it? Was it um, it was I think it was Copa America. When they played versus Brazil, when they played those teams and they won that trophy, right? Those were the two guys who really were the backbone of this team and really helped Messi out and gave him a striker who is not missing easy shots like Higuan in the past, right? Those were the two guys who I look at just so good. I think you have the second most underrated goalkeeper in the World Cup this year, Emilio Martinez. He's had a tough year with Villa. But when he puts on that jersey, I think he's a completely different player. Um, Nicholas Otamendi, his likely, his final World Cup, stellar player. Giovanni Lo Celso, 
Guido Rodriguez, another, two great Paredes, Rodrigo De Paul, some great midfielders. Um, and and striker. Yeah, I mean Martinez is amazing. Martinez, he's 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 stellar, man. He's a game changer for Messi. Um, Messi's gonna create the opportunities. I don't think Messi's gonna score as many goals as he used to, but I think he's gonna create the goals. And he can do every, he, but he can do it all. I mean, I know. He, whatever whatever this team needs him to do, I, I think we're gonna same see the same thing out of him, the same thing out of Ronaldo, the same thing out of out of guys who know Gareth Bale. Like it's their last tournament. Messi came out, he said that this is his likely his last tournament. I think you're gonna see like he's going to play. Uh, he was robbed in 20, 2018, not twenty eighteen, excuse me, twenty fourteen. Um, shout out Mario Gotzi with that incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup final goal. Um, he he was. I mean, it's just it's got to happen. I I think the whole world wants this Argentina team to win, and I feel like unlike in past World Cups, this team is built well enough to where they can win it. They're good at all yeah. three levels. Their division. I think they've got a tough group, but definitely not as tough as the past group. I feel like well, they I also, are. I want them to win because uh, if they win and Portugal win their group. Um... It'll be a Portugal versus uh, Argentina. It could be a Portugal Argentina final. You know what I mean? If both teams win their groups, or if both teams come in second, we, we need. We just we need Messi to get it done. And I, I just I have such belief that it's going to happen. Uh, Argentina, I as you said, I think they're winning this group. I think they're getting nine points. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think many other teams. I don't even think we need like Saudi Arabia. We can just breeze over. I think they're. They're going to lose all three of them. Uh, yep, I completely agree. I, I don't think that this team is as – I think out of all the teams that we've talked about, I think this may be the weakest team so far. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I just – I mean, again, it's just – They're also unlucky. They have – they're playing Lewandowski and they're playing Messi and then they're playing Mexico, which is notoriously a pretty consistent Yeah, team. Mexico – I mean, we'll get to Mexico in just a second. I feel like Saudi Arabia's group final loot. I feel like they're probably get, their point differential is going to be like minus seven, minus eight. Um, I I feel like they're just it, it is a tough group stage for them. I just it's hard when when you're going up against teams with just player after player like dogs, like literal guys who are just yeah. going uh, out yeah. going out, and, and they got to play Argentina first. I mean that is going to be a, a match to watch. Let's talk about the next team though. Mexico. They're coming third, I think. I don't know, man. I think that they've got one guy who always shows up at the World Cup, and that's their goalie, Guillermo Ochoa. The most, uh, the most. I mean, he's he might be the one of the greatest goal, goalies in the World Cup this season. Not underrated because everyone talks about him, but he's incredible. He, I feel like, could be the difference maker for this Mexico team in that match versus Poland. Because I think we both can agree that they're probably both going to lose to Argentina. They're both going to beat Saudi Arabia, so that matchup versus Poland is the matchup that we care about, and it's the first matchup too. Um, yeah, the important matchup is Mexico Poland, and I think Meg, the, the goalkeeper is coming clutch uh, before in the World Cup. But can he do it again? That's the real. Question. I mean, but you look at how experienced this Mexico team is. Ochoa, two thousand five. I agree. I agree, but I don't think they stand a chance against Poland. I don't know, man. Poland's good, but they, Poland is good, but Poland is also Robert Lewandowski. Right, as Robert Lewandowski goes, the Poland team goes. So I, I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be a matchup. I think you're underrating 
Raul Jimenez. I mean, I think that there are guys on this team, Jorge Sanchez, Edson Alvarez, like Andres Guadardo. I I think that there are guys in this Mexico team that you're underrating. I like Poland, but Poland just isn't built as as strong as I think this Mexico team is. To me, I I look at this, and I think this Mexico team is the runners-up in this division. I think that they finish second, and I think that they make the knockout stage. I just feel like that first matchup versus Poland, Poland, I feel like, doesn't play as well together as Mexico does. I think Mexico wins a 1-0 game or something like that. I'm not sure. Maybe they draw, but I just feel like Mexico, they're going to give up less goals. They're probably not – maybe not going to score as many, but they're definitely going to give up less. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, they're, they're my – one of the dark horses to pick, I, I think that they're – an extremely yeah, strong team now, but they, what? They could come g- a second. Give me your take. What? Why? Why? Why do you think Mexico does not finish um, second in this division? I think Poland's just better, and I think uh, they, that the Mexico team doesn't have a star factor. You know what I mean? I think the Poland team has Lewandowski, and I think that's what made, that's what's going to make them stand out. Whereas Mexico doesn't really have a star, something that can put them on their back. That's true, they, that's true. They do play as a team, though. Remember how we talked about playing as a team? Right. And that's important, too. So, you know, I, I, can, I understand where you're coming from. I think it can go both ways. But I will put Poland as a favorite. But I will say, if Mexico do make it out of this group second, they will be facing the winners of Group D. Which will most likely be France. Ooh, so, I mean, you're right. It'd be you're, you're, it's, it's a solid, solid pick. I mean, again, I, I mean, I'm all for, I'm all for now it. to be fair though, I, and I hate to bring this up, and I know we're not at France yet, but teams that have won the World Cup and then play in the next one historically have had yeah, it's, uh, it's very, yeah. very, very poor them. showings. Germany, Spain, very, very yeah. poor. So I'm not, I'm not saying this what's gonna happen, but. Well, it's because France got such an easy group this year that I think that they'll be fine. But I'm, you know how sometimes in the World Cup you tend to watch matches because you're rooting for the the easier, the worst team to win. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? because for example, right, if U.S. comes in second in Group uh, B, they'll be facing the winner of Group C. I think. Um, yeah, they'll be starting facing the winner of Group A. Sorry. Yeah. So, so if, probably Netherlands, U.S. Exactly. So you. You know, realistically, we shouldn't be rooting for the Netherlands if we want the U.S. to make it through. You know what I mean? We should be rooting for, like, Senegal. Or we, we should be rooting for an Ecuador. Right, but this is this a prediction episode, so we're giving our predictions. Um, of course. But I get... I get where you're coming from with Poland, and I do love Poland, but I, I think that this Mexico team plays more together. And when I look at Poland, I, I'll say this. If Robert Lewandowski, it's his final tournament, too. I think we all know that. Yeah. He's leaving it all out on the pitch, and I, I could know, definitely I see know. he could be a huge difference maker. And and I think I think unlike a Messi, unlike a Ronaldo, he is one of those few star players who has not had success on the national level. Yeah. To the same level. And I feel like the guys around him, and I'm not even gonna try to pronounce their names outside of Maddie Cash. Maddie Cash is awesome. Um I'll give, I'll give you that. They, they don't have much debt, but, but I feel like they're guaranteed to lose against France. So are Mexico, but I, I, I'm rooting for Poland because I'd rather have them face against France than have Mexico face against France. So okay, but, but hold on, but hold on. But who do you think would win between Poland and Mexico? In terms of, like, not in terms of who you want to play France, in terms of pure, um, like, 
non-biased opinion. Skill-wise, yeah. I think Mexico is more skilled, but I do think that Poland just have a, a goal machine that Mexico doesn't have. But in a tight game, right, if it goes into overtime, you know, like, in, like at a time, the Mexico team will win because they're better right. than these close matches, whereas I, Poland tend to actually be out their opponents pretty badly. Right. Again, I I feel like it's going to come down to can Lewandowski put this team on his back? Can Robert Lewandowski have be the player that we all know he is at the national level? And and it's not that he hasn't. It's just that he needs to be so more so much more of a player for this Poland team. And and that's tough. When is it? It's the it's the first game. It's the first. It's the first game for it's the second game for the group. It's the first game. It's November twenty second, so it's yeah. It's a yeah, Tuesday yeah. at eleven a.m. Greg, we might have to watch that game together. Honestly, that's yeah, gonna it's be big, it's a big game. It's a big game. Tuesday is gonna be a big day, folks. I mean, you got you got Messi in the morning, Lewandowski midday. Woo! Yeah, but you know the outcomes of these games. The only game we don't know the outcome of is the Mexico Poland game. Like we know France will be Australia. That's true, but all right, all right, let's let's move on. Well, finally, we can talk about France, um, Gregoire. Let's go. This France team, they're they're they they are the reigning champs. Um, now, I think a huge loss for them though, and Golo Conte out for the yeah. World Cup. Conte is such a difference maker. Uh, he's one of the best, if not the best, CDM in the world. And him being out along with Pogba is really a struggle. Right. You're taking out the two. Some of, like I I say the the best pair of center mids um in the world right now because they just work so well together you yeah i mean now you're yeah i i agree but outside of that though i think in terms of striker class griezmann benzema mbappe and cook i mean who's who who do you want to start for at striker for this france team i want them to go for a two striker formation with Nkunku and mbappe and I would like to see uh, Chouamendi um, in center mid. I think he's young. He's got that. Tendency. Do you think you could? I mean, what I, what I was envisioning is, I mean, I think you got you got you got to put Mbappe, Griezmann, Benzema. You want them all on the field as much oh, as possible. Oh shoot! I completely forgot about Benzema. Yeah, yeah, two striker and Kunku, Benzema, and then Mbappe on the left. I, I feel like Mbappe could be left. You could play him maybe as a false nine. I mean, I think that's what he what he's playing at Pia. No, no, he's not playing false nine, but Benzema, you definitely want him to play that Lukaku role where no, he's I agree, I agree, I agree. like so that's four three three. Four three three with Benzema up top and Kunku at a attacking mid. Griezmann on the right. And, and where's Griezmann playing though? Do you just have him at midfield to ta- kind of no, right mid, right, right, wing, right, right mid? Right yeah, I mean right wing for Griezmann and then left wing for Mbappe and then um Benzema in the striker with false nine and then Kunku overlaps Benzema. I mean I think that this this team is going to go where this attacking threat goes. I think yeah. that their defense is solid. Verani and Pavard, Koende, Kipembe, Hernandez, and well, both Hernandez is actually. Um, Hernandez is very good. Yeah, uh, Theo's good. I think that's going to be good. And then there's also this right back that uh, he came. He was called up uh, to the team not long ago. He plays right back for. I forget his name. Oh my god, I didn't remember his name. But, uh, yeah, they have very good right-backs. They have good center-backs. You have uh, Hugo Lloris, who's going to have another nice tournament. He's one of the most solid 
goaltenders goal in, in the world, I, I would say. Um, you have Wissam Ben Yadair off the bench. You have Kingsley Coleman off the bench. Um, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be how this midfield kind of performs. Honestly, if they can really kind of link the defense and the offense exactly. together, yeah. if they can and kind of be so crucial. If they can, if, they, if the midfield can play, then they're gonna win. You know, this if team kind of too yeah. many in the midfield. Yeah, that's really I mean, they're gonna score goals. This team, you know, they they a they have to score goals. Number one, like they they're gonna have to score based off of like just they're they're a goal scoring team. They're a high goal scoring team. That their their group, I would say, this group is probably between this one and Group A is probably the weakest one of the weaker groups, um, in the tourney. Um, I think France come out of the group. I I feel like if they're gonna have some sort of curse, it's it can't come in the group. I just I feel like. The group is too weak for that to happen. Um, we're gonna I, final thoughts, by the way, Greg, on this uh, on this France team. Yeah, I think they're going to the I think they're going to the semifinals, and I think they could win the final. Wow, uh, back to lose. back, Greg War Marceau with the back to back. We'll get into general predictions in the third half hour, quote unquote half hour segment, guys. It's a special episode. Special episode. Especially long, because you know why. It's the FIFA World Cup. We'll be right back. It's the World Cup. Welcome back. All right. Let's talk about those men from down under. It's Australia. And I got to say, I think this team finishes fourth in the group. I just, they're not, they've never been a strong country in terms of um, World Cup performances, unfortunately. And I just, again, I can't see it happening. Again, yeah, this and, time. and I don't think there's much needed like to really go in depth on their squad. They, they got some good players, but you can't compete against the likes of Christian Eriksen and you know the, the Mbappe's of the world. You know. It's, yeah, it's I mean, again, a lot of these guys don't play prem, um, or at least most of them don't. Um, and it's just it's tough when you know you got a a lot of guys who ultimately, I mean, Jackson Irvine's all right. I mean. Matthew Lecky, I mean, I mean, you got you got some players here, right? But at the end of the day, like, you just it's a tough division to to contend with. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys do play for you know Australian Football League and and whatever league that is. Um, it, it's just it, it's tough to. Yeah, it's tough to say that they're going to be a dark horse. I don't think they really are. I I, they're yeah. Gonna... They've they're never. They're gonna do as they're expecting. I think it's a good thing that they're here. I think it's it's glad. I'm I'm glad they're here. I'm glad they're paired with France for an easy win. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't. You know, I don't think any of their players stand out. I don't think their team is. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: they do. I think the strength of this Australia team is they play well as a team. Right, that's how they made it to the World Cup. Um, they played well together as a team, but they're finishing fourth. I feel like. Yeah. Denmark and Tunisia have them beat. Um, and, yeah, yeah. and I feel like we don't need to spend that much more time talking about them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So who do you think will win, Denmark or Tunisia? Well, I got to ride with Denmark. I'm sorry. I just – I love I agree. I the agree. way this team is built. I feel like – let's start – obviously, I think you got Kasper Schmeichel, fantastic goaltender. You have uh, – is Christensen going to play? I, I heard he might be injured. I feel like he's going to play. This team's just good, you know. They're very good, and right? I think it's it's people underrate them, but they got Schmeichel, you know. They got Schmeichel and Bull. They got Christensen. They got Eriksson. They got 
Den- Densburg, who, by the way, is actually pretty good. I think people underrate him. But, you know, there's there's a lot of players. And mm-hmm. I think they really got a chance. And these young players, especially Densburg. Right. I, I think where this team is a little bit weak, though, is at their at their striker positions. I mean, I think you look at their goalie, great goalie. You got a great defense, Christensen, Kier, yeah, Mail, I agree. I agree. Vestergaard, um, and then midfield, Damsgaard, Delaney, Erickson, Hoybeard, Norgard, Wass. I feel like the guys who have to come through at that striker position, Martin Braithwaite and Casper Dolberg, those are your guys that you're gonna have to look to to really make a difference. At that striker yeah, Bra- position, Braithwaite is actually incredibly good. Um, in, underrated, in underrated. The games he played, he, he had a, an incredible average, like goals per ninety. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of depth in this team. It's mm-hmm. not the best depth, but they've got depth and they have a very good defense. And like you were saying, I don't think they're gonna score too many goals, but I think all they need no. to hold off teams. Right, and, and remember. And, they and you look at their performance going back just a little while ago again to the Euros. That is the that is how they ended up doing it. And you have to and you have to factor in, by the way, that they lost. I would what I would argue is their best attacking threat in Christian Eriksen early on in that tournament, right? So you had a team that was already stellar defensively, lose their best offensive weapon, and you know they played very well. It was a very successful Euro run for this Denmark team. They just didn't have enough oomph in that in that semifinals match to really push it forward. Um, this team is talented yeah. though, and they're gonna win. They're gonna win games one zero. I think they'll probably score maybe two against Australia, but I think what that means is when they play Tunisia, they have to win because I think this team they goal different. Right, because I think if you look at goal differential, this team's goal differential is gonna be low. So I feel like they're gonna have yeah, to beat Tunisia. Right, I feel like they can't they can't rely on a tie. I think you're absolutely correct because the thing when you look at this Tunisia team, they've got a lot of strength. Again, maybe not a lot of guys who name recognition you know, but again, one of those teams that plays very well together. Um, and, and why don't you run us through why Tunisia's a, a, a strong team, Greg? Yeah, I think they they have so Tunisia have some very mixed players. Um, they have a bunch of old and a bunch of young, but they have actually in the past played really well. So they had a win streak, uh, an unbe- a pretty long unbeaten streak. I think it was seven games up until they played Brazil. Mm-hmm. And the Brazil game, you know, they lost Brazil in September. Um, but the reason they lost was they really conceded a lot of goals in the first half. So they conceded four goals in the first half. And if you, if you have them not do that. If, they, if you have them just focus on that, I think they're going to do really well. But they're also playing the best team in the world. So, you know, they, they, they got lucky there. But they're pretty damn good. And I think, you know, they'll come in third. But they do bring a fight. And unlike uh, Australia, I think they're going to they're gonna come in uh, swinging. And I think, you know, they, they don't actually have, like you were saying, some, some incredibly, incredibly memorable like players that you might remember by name. Um, but they have that guy, uh, Shakiri, whatever his name is. He plays in Germany. Yep. Elias Shakiri. Shakiri. Yep. Yeah, he's good. Um, but other than that, I don't really, I don't really think that there's anyone that really will. Well, win. hey, guess Talk when? Guess when Denmark plays Tunisia? When is that? November twenty second at eight a.m. So that mark that day down. Watch, watch game, yeah. You're gonna have some very big games. 
those on on that Tuesday. Um, yeah. it's, How do people in California watch these games? I don't understand. That yeah, it, it's so unfortunate. I mean, obviously, the 2026 World Cup is going to be hosted here in the United yeah. States, in Mexico, in Canada. There's going to be a game in I Boston, folks. And I, I will – and I'm going to that game. I don't know who's going to be playing. I'm going to that game. I'm seeing whoever it is. I don't. I don't care. I'm going to whatever it is. I'm going to New York. I'm going. I'm going to see football in the United States. Most I'm, of the games are going to be in the north because it gets really warm. It's so tragic though. That this we won't be able to see Messi. We won't be able to see Ronaldo. Like I would literally would fly. Messi could. Messi could still be here. Maybe. Maybe May. We'll see. I, I'm not going to get my hopes up. All right. So Greg. We've discussed teams A, B, C, and D, or groups A, B, C, and D. Out of these four groups, let's break it down. Who are our group winners? Who are your group runner-ups? Okay, yeah, let's go through it. So um, we did say, obviously, France. So we're going to start from the bottom. So France, of course, is going to win. Uh, then I think second place will be Denmark. Okay, um, I'm with you. And, yeah, do you agree with me on that? I, I think I'm with you there. I don't. I, I just I have to see those two teams. Um. I have to see those two teams there. I just think that they are the best teams yeah, in that group. I don't, I don't see another way. I don't know. I don't really see it going either way. And I think points-wise, I think France will have nine points. And I think Denmark will have. Um, I think Denmark will have six. Yep. Um, I think Denmark going to beat Australia and Tunisia, but not easily against Tunisia. Yeah. Um, next group, Group C, Argentina first. I think I might have to go with you here. Mexico second. Um, yeah. But, it, it, it's kind of unfortunate, but I do agree. I mean, again, it's not that we don't like Mexico, but we do really just like Lewandowski. We want to see him. Yeah. We want to see what he can do, and we know what he can do. It's just it's, – it's one of those things where, like, Norway's not in the World Cup. Why? Because – not because Holland isn't a good player, but because Norway's team isn't as good. So The, the only thing, actually, that I could – you know how you were saying Mexico could come in second is actually the heat aspect. You know how a lot of those players grew up playing in the heat? Mm-hmm. And I think Poland had that same experience. Right. No, it's um, definitely definitely something to bring up. Because the heat is going to be something, such a differentiating factor this year. They installed air conditioning on the field for the grass. You know, like, that's wow. insane. That's crazy. There's going to be a big factor in there where he oh, doesn't play. I think Mexico's used to playing really hot. Oh, oh, only in Qatar, folks, could they have air conditioning on the grass. I mean, uh, all right, Group B, who are your picks? Yes, I think England and USA. Uh, Damn. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to say the U.S. were going to win it, but this is a realistic prediction. Um, yeah, realistic, like fully realistic. I think we're a bit biased. Maybe we were counting out. Uh, Elon Wales, but I think it's, it's hard. It's hard though, because all four of those teams are good, so it's not really biased. Yeah. I mean, so points wise, we've already got our points for Group C. I think nine for Argentina, and then uh, six for Poland. Uh, maybe maybe four actually for Poland and four for Mexico, but goal differential might come into play there. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna um, give Mexico six, but I, overall I agree with you. Yeah, and Group B, I think England will actually only have. Seven? Seven. Yeah, I was about to say that. What do you think for the they're U.S.? Gonna tie somebody. I don't know. They're gonna have to, they're gonna tie somebody. I feel like they're if gonna... if you're picking U.S. to be second, I feel like U.S. are gonna tie them. But yeah, I feel like the U.S. US. probably have five because I feel like the U.S. maybe have another tie. So I feel like the U.S. tie England, but they also tie Wales. They beat Iran. Wales beats Iran but loses to England. So I feel like Wales has four. So. Oh, and you could be wrong last. 
Yeah. That's that's super close. But that's when you look at the World Cup, everything just comes down to one point or two points. And that's just impressive. I just I can't I can't put it Eng- England at seven. I gotta put I can, and I, I can't put the US at I mean yeah, I mean, yeah, we have to root for the U.S. But I don't think we're being biased. I think we're no. we are admitting that it'll be a close run, and I can see the U.S. getting knocked out. I hate saying that, but I do. I can't envision. I can also see England getting knocked out. I can see England getting knocked out too. I think Group B out of the first four is the most the most competitive. Actually, out of all the groups, I think it's the most competitive. Yeah, I mean, definitely. But Group H is a tough one: Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, Korea. Group F: Belgium, Canada. That group was competitive, but South Korea lost Sun. So then you're that's you, true. You're, like then you're you're left with okay, there's only three teams that are competitive. Whereas here, so okay, like, but what about what about Group E though? You got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Well, we know Costa Rica and Japan are gonna be. I think they're gonna come in well, second, third, and fourth. You know what I mean? <sighs> the, whole, the whole idea here is. If you think maybe really, like if you can really tell who's gonna come first and second, then it's not a close group. But if you can't tell, which I feel like that's the case with group B, then it's gonna be a tight race. Yeah. All right, and then group A, I think we both agree Netherlands yeah, and Netherlands. Senegal yeah. in a in nine six probably. Nine six, yeah, nine six. I don't see Senegal losing to either, either of those teams. No, but... I don't either. And I feel like the Netherlands probably squeaks by them with yeah. like one zero. Let's go into just quick general predictions. Let's not go into like the other groups, but let's talk about who we think really realistically. Has yeah, Greg, to win. who are your favorites? This team, give me your four favorites to win it all this year. Okay. Um, my four favorites. Uh, I'm gonna go Brazil at number one. I think they are the best team in the world. Um, I'm gonna go with France at number two, Argentina at number three, and then number four is hard for me. Uh, I will admit. But I will go with uh, England or Spain. But I think I might go with Spain over England. Okay. Um, but I, you know, I, I think the fourth team isn't gonna be as tight. If yeah. you go based on FIFA rankings, you're gonna go like team rankings: Brazil, Belgium, Argentina, France. I think Belgium don't stand a chance. See, I, that's where I completely disagree. I, my my four favorites this year: Brazil, Argentina. I'm with you on there. France. I feel like that midfield is a problem. I love Belgium. I absolutely love Belgium. Well, you're, you're, like a, you're a Lukaku fan, so you have to. I'm not even a Lukaku fan, but I think Hazard, Thorgan, and Eden, um, Kevin De Bruyne, Dries Mert. You got a lot of guys who this is their final World Cup or one of their finals. I feel like you look at their team, Tielermans. I mean, you got so many dudes on that team who I feel like are just studs, at least to me. Um, I love Belgium. I think that this is a team. You got Doku, Witzel. You got guys, young, old, Werther Hogan, Munier. Den- I'm not trying to get too much into it, but I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And then I think well, you I got. Actually, I actually think Belgium are making it past the group stage. Ooh. And you because got. You got Courtois. Facing, they are in such a difficult group. And this actually can be for one of the hardest groups. You got Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Morocco is really good the way they play in africa african cup nations and they're used to playing physical teams like belgium and then you got canada and you got croatia that are just fantastic teams this stuff so i actually don't think belgium making it out but wow that's my hot that's my hot topic. take all right anyway so then my fourth team i think i'm gonna have to go with france i feel like they're talented um and obviously they've done it before and i just i 
it's between Spain and France. I feel like those are your five teams who I realistically think have a great shot. My dark horses this year, I'm going to, I'll give each of us get two dark horses. I think that's fair to win it all. Would you say that's fair? Each got to pick two dark horses. Um, yeah. All right. My dark horse, number one to win it all this year. I'm going to go with. All right. Let's not say win all to go to the final. You know how last year. No, just, uh, okay. Let's just pick dark horse. Croatia, number one, dark okay. horse. Hey, yeah. You think you're going to do it again? I feel like Modric is coming out there. Mateo Kovacic, they're so underrated. I feel like they've got under. I think they're just a tough team. They're they're they got a lot of grit on that team. So I feel like I just I really like them. I think they're solid. Um, I like them a lot. My second team. Um, I would have maybe said Germany. They lost Timo Werner though, and that. I know that's such a. That's such a I bad. feel like he just he changes that dynamic of that team. He lets them extend their offense. Like, he does it so much, and I don't want to sound too biased. I gotta go with the U.S. I think they're always a dark wow, horse. Wow, wow. I feel like they're a team that, if they're playing their their best football, I think they may be on side. I think they're such a good. Fundamentally, this team just they have it in them to get it done this year. The U.S. and and uh, so what was the other team? Croatia. I feel like Serbia has a shot for sure. Germany maybe. Very good. People underrate Serbia like crazy. And they're gonna come in second in that division too. I think they beat Switzerland and Cameroon. So Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right. I think Greg, I give me your two dark horses. My number one dark horse is Portugal. Ooh, I mean fair. You got I just don't like them because they play so individually. They don't play as a team. I agree with that, but I feel like Ronaldo's just one of the greatest players. Ronaldo, Bruno, I mean they got guys for sure. Yeah. And um, my second dark horse, I think I'm going to have to go with – this is tough because I feel like I can't – like having these, some of these teams as dark horses is really tricky. But I'm going to go with Serbia. Um, I think they're – I like good. them too. I think Serbia is one of those teams, again, you got a lot of guys who you look at and you're like, well, I don't really know who that is. I don't recognize that name. But they're just – they're a good team, man. They just – yeah. And I think I think yeah. one of those guys, Alexander Mitrovic, he plays for I think Fulham. I want to say I'm not 100 sure, but he's he's so nasty. Yeah, um, and the, the, one of the best players as well, the other strikers, Vlahovic, just yep. so good. Yeah, plays for Juve. He's 22 years old. He's one of the greatest strikers like in Italian soccer right now. Um, and All right, he's just like gonna give me give me your goal. biggest flop. This year, the team. Oh I, I mean, I'm not even gonna say Belgium, but I will go with. So I'm gonna say Belgium. I'm gonna um, say England, man. I think I think we all kind of knew I was probably I gonna say that. I think if there's one team that's primed to just absolutely flop, it's gonna be England. Um, yeah. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. I I I think that they've got the toughest the division, so toughest group, toughest group, high expectations. I think that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, but but I think the difference between Belgium and England is this is truly Belgium's like last shot at at a, at, a, at a title. Like this yeah. is the end of the golden era of Belgian football. Like they're not gonna get a chance like this ever again. Yeah, it's no, I get, I get it. When I say this is never gonna happen for Belgium again, 
I want to be absolutely and 100% clear. Belgium football, this is the best it will ever get. There will never be another Belgium team that is better than this one. They're a small country, not super well populated, and their team is old. Lukaku, De Bruyne, Dries, like a lot of older players on this team. Courtois is going to retire soon. Like you got a lot of older guys in this team. This is yeah, it. No, I agree this is it for Belgium. I feel like the pressure's on them. It's make or break. You got to make it happen this time around. I feel like my World Cup final pick. I don't know if it can happen, but Belgium, Argentina. That's my pick. Wow, wow, wow. What about you? So, Give me your pick. This is where that whole list about who plays who after like the, the winners of the groups, uh -huh. right? So if on the top you would have, so realistically, right? Uh, France and Argentina are going to face off before the final mm -hmm. if they both win their groups. And on the other side, you're going to have the winners of group B, D, F, and H. So group B is going to be, um, you know, it, it, B, it doesn't really matter. But what I'm saying is, I think we're going to look at a, a Brazil-France final. Brazil-France, that's what you got. All right, and who's your winner to win it all? This is the thing. I love Brazil and I love France. Uh, I'm gonna go with France because I'm French. God, you're so biased. Uh, you're, uh, give me, give me, give me your actual prediction for who you are. You seriously saying that a France team without their best midfielders is gonna win the World Cup again? Yeah. They, they, all right. Yeah. All right. If that is, listen. If that is they your have un the guy who won the Battle Dog, they have the greatest young player in the world. They have some of the best wingers, some of the best defense. Make a good argument. Make a good case. Listen, I think we all know who I'm gonna pick. Yeah, Argentina. They're, they're just. I know, I know. There's just so many. It teams. it so is too perfect. So it, it's gonna be, if when Messi does, if Messi ends up losing, which I hope. I listen, folks. I bought a Messi jersey. I bought a home Messi at Argentina jersey. I'm gonna be wearing that thing, like, like a mother wears like one of those baby Bjorns. Like I'm wearing that all day. <laughs> Like, I, I, I'm ready. Argentina, just it's it, it needs to happen. Messi, just, just so close in 2014. We could see a Messi. We could see a Messi Ronaldo final. I don't think Portugal is gonna make it that far, unfortunately. Yeah, I would, I would pay so much money to see that. It would be the, it would break the internet. With a Ron, with a Ronaldo penalty goal in the hundredth or in the, in the ninety first minute, and then a Messi like free kick goal in the ninety third, and then like goes out to penalties, Messi Ronaldo in a penalty shootout to win it all. Oh my God! I think I would die. I think the whole world would explode. Honestly, I know it would be crazy. It'd be crazy. Anyways, Gregoire, thank you for joining us, guys. This is only groups A, B, C, and D. So stay tuned. We, I, I got another guy for groups, the other one, sorry, E, F, G, and H. Greg War, I'm sure he will definitely be back as the World Cup goes on. We'll break down group winners, maybe individual games. Like, it definitely could happen. Big matches, yeah. There, there, episodes for big matches. Like, like there have been I've, – I've covered a single soccer game in a match before. I would be happy to do it again. He will be back, folks. Count on it. Put your money on it. Thank you, Greg. I mean, this is my, might be one of the longest episodes ever in Master Plan history. I'm glad you were a part of it. Thank you for joining. Thank, Thank you for you. your takes. We can't wait. The World Cup is like two weeks away, folks.
It's insane. I'm ready. I'm going to have many heart, heart attacks. But as we said in 2014, I believe that we will win. Thank you all for listening and have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.